the volume. The Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat for Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Virginia 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey guys, welcome to the sessions. What is happening? We are still here cranking out some of the content um, from our time down in Nashville while we were out doing StarCast. It was SummerSlam weekend, so everybody was in town. Um, I'm still kind of like living in the afterglow of what was the Nashville trip. I'll tell you what, I'm still feeling the effects from this hot chicken that I had. I caramba, the spice. Whew, straight up cayenne. Like, I might as well have snorted it. Like, I was dying. So while we were out uh, in Nashville, of course, you know, we did all these interviews. And I got to sit down with Miro. Um, I saw Miro right before he was coming back to TV. And, yeah, I was like, dude, we have to get together. I would love to have you on the show. So it just worked out perfectly uh, with him, of course, living in Nashville. Um, and we actually got to shoot this or, or record this at um, the Foot Locker in town, which was great. Um, just got to like be in person. I got to see this beefy, hunky man in person. Have a little chit chat. My big takeaway from this is like, you know, you spend a lot of time with people um, and you know people and all of these things. But then when you like really peel back the layers, like it just like it blew my mind, like really looking at what Miro did. And obviously we get way into it in this podcast, but just like, The dude is living the American dream with like odds stacked against him in in terms of like being able to get over to America, learning English. That was always the goal to to figuring out how to become like a professional wrestler, to living in Virginia, making his way out to California um, and now to be this success this huge, undeniable success. Um, and not even just like, you know, we, we talk about like in the ring, but even on the outside of that too, I mean, the guy is just invested in so much real estate and he's been so smart with his money. Miro's a smart dude. Anyways, that's enough of me kind of pumping up the episode. The dude's living the American dream, hot American, flexible wife, all of those accolades. <laughs> the dude's crushing it. Here we go, guys. This is Miro. What's going on with 
you. How are you? I'm so excited to like finally have you on here thank to hang you, out. Thank you. I know. We've been talking about this. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's the oral session. <laughs> it's not the oral sessions. It's just the sessions. We had to ditch the oral. Really? We didn't have to. It was a choice. It so was why a choice. You keep, just keep oral. Welcome to the oral. Welcome to oral, everybody. So for those that can't see, I just want you to know that I'm incredibly distracted because there's like a lot of thighs. Oh my gosh. Right <laughs> and it's spread out too. <laughs> Renee, I'm not wearing Miro clothes anymore. Miro is a thigh man. You've got these like, these great gams. You take great pride in this body. Uh, well, not the, the legs specifically. Uh, yeah, you're the a leg guy. The body needs work, but the legs are very important. What goes into the leg workout? Uh, you know what? I stopped squatting a few years ago. People don't know that. Why? I know big secret because my back was hurt. Oh, okay. You know when you're low. So you're one of those smart people that actually listen to their body when they say, "Hey, don't do that anymore." When you're young, you don't care, right? And when you and and when the older people tell you, you still don't care. Of course. But now that you're up there, you're like, should have. Yeah, time to check in. It's okay. But if you guys are out there and you're listening, listen. Listen to your body. Listen to the people that came before you that are telling you maybe don't do certain things. Yeah, because everything works, man. It's all about how connected to your mind you are, to the yeah. muscle you are. You can do everything. You don't need squats. Dorian Nates, Mr. Olympia, how many yeah. times? You never yeah. squat it. Who needs it? You don't need it. I've kind of given it up, but that's just because I'm not really doing much of anything these days. You're a mother. You must do it now. Oh, I mean, I'm doing that, but I mean, like, I'm not like in the gym like putting in as much work. I was really hitting the gym for a while, and I'm like, mm, let's just take a nap instead. No. Sometimes. But you still have to do something for exercising. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I get in my 10,000 steps a day. I get in my cardio. We keep it moving. Keep it moving. We keep it happening. Um, okay, so you are the, like, mind-body connection. Do you spend a lot of time, like, do you, like, meditate? No. Do you, what do you do? I pray. You do? I do. Do you? I love God. I love Jesus, my Savior. What, 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 like, what do you mean? Like, what goes into this? You pray every day? I have a spiritual direction as well. Every, every, every day, one hour a day. What's that? I don't know what that means. So I meet with my spiritual direction coach once a, once a week. Okay. And we talk about like, what's the upcoming. They have like every day you sit down, sit down for one hour. You read certain verses from the Bible mm-hmm. and you sit and you meditate. Meaning meditate, you, you put yourself in there. What happened? And just listen to God. What tells you? Interesting. And then you write it down and every day you do that. And then you meet and you talk about your experience and what God told you this week. And then you move on to the next. So what's, what is God telling you right like this week? What are we on? What are we on? What are we on right now? What are we on? Teach me your ways. <laughs> what are we on? Well, this week we're talking about actually the path of Jesus, the way he started. Okay. So this week we're talking about when he first left uh, on his mission. So he just got baptized by John the Baptist. I'm getting an education right now, by the way. I was not raised with any religion. So, and like, not to be like ignorant to it. I just, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm always, I'm very interested. Yeah. So uh, he got baptized and uh, the sky is open and God revealed that this is his beloved son. And so he went. The more you know, guys. It's very interesting. You know, even, even if you don't believe in God, if you want to believe, if you want to do believe whatever you want to believe. Sure. But even if you read the Bible, just to see the morals of it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. Just to see, you know, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, sure. love your neighbor, respect your parents. Sure. Those are all great morals that yeah. I think everybody, whether you like God, whatever you what you want to call it, it's mm-hmm. all great morals. It all applies, absolutely. To, depending on like how whatever you're going to make you a better is. person. Agreed, one hundred percent. Um, so you were raised religious? No, really? No. Uh, so there was religion. My grandma was Catholic. 
But Bulgaria is not, I mean, they're kind of religious, but on the holidays. Oh, okay. That's like me. Because I feel like the old school, like communism didn't promote too much. You Got know. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we were, Bulgaria was communist for 50 years or so. So, yeah. you know, uh, religions was pushed down, but I always knew it. I, I had it inside. I always felt it. How did you start connecting with that side? So my grandma taught me how to pray. Okay. So before I left to America, she taught me how to pray. And every night I would pray just the, our father in heaven. And that was it from the beginning. And, you know, uh, the same thing I would go. And of course, I would pray to God just kind of sometimes when you have some. But you just say the words to say you don't. I didn't. When I was a kid, you didn't have actually those feelings. Yeah. But it wasn't until I had some actually live experiences with God that it was like, well, this thing. Now is we got to talk. Yeah. yeah. I had a problem getting my driver's license and just one day driving in California, you know, in California without driver's license, immigrants. Oh, yeah. Done. Oh, yeah. And I went to DMV a couple of times. They said no because of my paperwork wasn't right. And one day I'm just driving and God says right here, it says go to DMV. And I was like, I keep driving, go to DMV and DMV was right on the right side. I made a right turn. I made the exact same steps, showed my same paperwork. The and they proved license. it. Wow. I'm telling you, my life has been, I mean, without God, it's been nothing. Like they got me, I got signed by WWE because God intervened there as well. How? Well, I had a torn ACL and they said me, you know, you have to do these medical whatever. And with torn ACL, they'll send you right back. Right. So I'm going, I'm praying 100%, praying the whole time. And there comes the doctor with a, with a student doctor. So instead of him paying attention kind of to my stuff, he's talking to him. Yes. And kind of he's like, yeah, this, this, this. All right, you're good. Wow. And I'm telling you, it's, it's real. That's really crazy. It's absolutely real. That's why, you know, people say, oh, I'm a believer, but I'm a mm -hmm. knower. Because, yeah, yeah, you felt it. Yeah, there's nothing else. There's nothing else like it. This, like, totally changed the course of what this interview was going to be. I'm Sorry. like, tell me about this. No, but I find that it, it's really fascinating to me. I think that's really interesting. That's cool. Um, what other um, hurdles did you have moving to America? Like, having things like that, not being able to get your driver's license, finding work, leaving your family, all that stuff. Well, it started with a hurdle because I came as an exchange student. I was supposed to work for three months and then go back. I had a contract. But after the first month, I got kicked out. I got fired. What happened? Uh, they told me I'm not good at my job. <laughs> what was your job? I was a painter of houses. <laughs> I've never what were painted. you doing? Painting on the ceiling and stuff? What yeah, happened? In oh, Richmond, no. Virginia, outside, they were, I had to paint outside houses. I've never done this in my life. Yeah. I'm not saying I was good at my job, but to fire me and to kick me on the street, kick me out of the house. Because they provided the housing, which we paid for. I'm in America for one month, and I got kicked out with $150 on the street in America. What? I'm a month in. What did you do? Uh, well, there was a couple of guys that I knew from work. and They were like, okay, come live with us. How old were you? I was 20 years old. Oh, my God. So you are a baby away from your family, kicked out in the streets. And took a huge debt to come to America. How much? About five grand. I had that too at one point. And it, when you're that young, that shit oh kills my you. And this oh is my Bulgaria. God. You know, Bulgaria, five grand is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially 2005. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my. I remember when I finally paid mine off was just like a, oh, like what a moment to get rid of that debt, paying for visas and all that. But and that's where these guys with medical, uh, with student debts and medical debts and all that is just always so scary. hanging over. I know head. it really is. Um, okay. So you're here, you're kicked out on the streets. You've got the debt. Where do you go from there? So they took me in. Uh, we lived in a two bedroom apartment, about seven of us. <laughs> 
Would you sleep on the floor, on the couch, well, in the course. tub? No, on the floor. Oh it's my. okay. It's America. Sure, you, sure. you expect these things. Right. You know, you watch so many movies. You're like, shit happens. You know, you just, you got to persevere. I think that's what life teaches you. And uh, I found a job at Wendy's. I lasted about two weeks. <laughs> Why did you get fired from there? No, I left oh, okay. on my account. Okay. I, I just couldn't do that. Okay. Was, yeah. God bless you guys. No, it's a tough gig. My first gig was at Dairy Queen and I lasted maybe like two months and I was like, mm. Not easy. Everybody, and, and you know, everybody gets so much shit on, you know, yes. that works there. And, oh my God. But these guys, man, it's a. Thankless gig. Yes. Who yes. else is going to give you your spicy nuggets, you know? Yeah. Lighten up. <laughs> Jeez. Lighten up, exactly. <laughs> um, so I did that. Then I found another job that I get to clean stores like at night, like Dollar General's. Okay. They'll close at night uh -huh. and we'll go and put this chemical to take all the um, the wax from the floor okay. and then we'll put a new wax. Okay. So I was on the road before WWE and all that with this guy because every night we'll hit different towns, different counties, different uh, states and all oh that. Oh my God. My whole life prepared me to get on the road eventually. That's nuts. That probably was a good gig though because you could just zone out. You didn't really have to talk to yeah. anyone. You just put on like Russian. headphones. I didn't even speak much Russian at yeah. the time. So we were just like travel we'll do our thing at night we'll sleep i would work out do whatever i have to yeah travel for a couple of weeks go back i'll have some money now i can wait for the next gig what was the main goal at that point survive to have like the goals to like come over here come to america and to just survive was it always kind of burning in the back of your mind of wanting to get into professional wrestling and doing like the bodybuilding and all that stuff yeah um I was a fan of professional wrestling since I was a kid. I was mm -hmm. like six, seven years old. So Hogan, I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Bulgaria has no wrestling. I tried. There was no wrestling. I didn't even know professional wrestling existed besides in America. Yeah. I never knew there was indie wrestling or Germany or England, none of that. Yeah. I knew that WCW was on the German television and eventually WWF came on um, Sky Sports and all that. Yeah. So I was watching that. That was cool. And, you know, we watched it. I was a fan, but I never knew that one day I could do that. Of I mean, course. Who thinks that? Of course. And at that time I was playing basketball. I was like, man, I want to go NBA. And I was six feet tall. For uh -huh. me, America was a dream. Since I was a kid, I was second grade, third grade. I started learning English just because I had the desire. You were ready to go. Like the video games that I played, the movies that we watched, everything was about America and English and all that. So I was like, man, like, this is what I want to do. What about for your family? Were they big? Like, did they sort of look at America the same way that you did? No. No. You know, my mom and dad, they grew up in the communist era. And, uh, you know, it's even to this day, like a lot of these old school, I would say old school Bulgarians, they kind of like, man, we miss the communist times. Everything was so much simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's crazy. But, when you grew up, but, but then because after this communist time, you know, democracy, which corrupt democracy, yeah. which makes you hate that even more. Oh and then you're God. missing the old times, which nobody had anything. I knew it. I just got to get away. I just wanted to come here. I wanted yeah. to make something. I wanted to help my family. That's what I wanted mm -hmm. to do. But I 100% knew that I couldn't do that in Bulgaria. How much do you think about that still? Like, do you ever, I'm sure you do. I mean, if you're praying every day and like really kind of reflecting on life, but looking at the fact that you are here, this massive success story, you make great money, you live a great life, to not come from that and to have like earned every bit of that. Like, what does, like, what do you think of that? I never think about these things. Really? Never. Oh my gosh. I'm always keeping my head down. I never thought, yeah. I, ne I don't think I'm successful. I don't think I'm all, look at me all. And I don't think I'm rich. I don't think I'm all. I'm just a boy who is very, who is very blessed to, and I'm very happy living my life. 
And I love that I'm, I'm able to help my family. Yeah. I mean, you work so hard for all this stuff, though, too. Not I mean, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> now you get to like kind of coast and yeah. kind of sit on the hard work that uh, that you've been putting in. But I like I always find but now that I really... love my job. That's what I wanted to say. Yes. You know, when you're on the road 300 days, you still love your job, but it's completely different now knowing that I get to go and perform once or twice a week yeah. and I can be at home and I can rest my body. I can mm -hmm. work out. I can eat right. Yeah. I mean, this is what, this is what I think it's much healthier for me yeah. mentally, spiritually, physically, and all that. Football fans, check out the three and out podcast with John Middlecoff only on the volume podcast network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip, John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff, only on the Volume Podcast Network. What was the downtime like for you between leaving WWE to debuting with AEW? What was like that in-between bit like? So much twitching. <laughs> <laughs> Always with the twitch. So much twitching because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. It's, you know, I had the three months, you know, you can't mm -hmm. work anywhere. And, um, you know, Woods was like, man, you really, you love video games. So yeah. I know who I was. He's like, and you were good with people. You should do that. And then I was watching Shaq, you know, the DJ show that he had. Uh, no. Another DJ show, but the reality show that he has on oh, TNT. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. And he's always talking about, he always wanted to be a DJ. Uh-huh. But he didn't want to be just a DJ. He wanted to be actually because he wanted to do that. He yeah. loved doing that. So I was like, you know what? I, if he can do that, if he want to follow his childhood dream or he likes doing that, I'm going to do that as well. So yeah. I started playing video games on Twitch. And it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. And I got so many opportunities from Twitch. Everyone loves it. Everyone that does it loves it. It's fun. And, you know, yeah. communicating with, with, with your audience and you get to, because this is what I love to do. I love hanging out and play video games at home anyways when I'm time off. But, you know, FCF, my football team uh, uh, came so from that. So first of all, I didn't know this until I was getting ready for this interview. I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. Let me pull this up so that I get the actual facts right. Please so you do. have the fan-controlled football league that you own with Marshawn Lynch, Todd Gurley, and Renee Montgomery. How did this happen? How did you get involved with this? I don't know. I was just twitching, you know, doing whatever I had to do. It was my peak of I was twitching all the time. And um, they showed interest. They contacted my, um, my management company and they said that you, they like my online persona, whatever you want to call it. Uh -huh. They like my interaction with people. They think I'm really entertaining. And uh, if they, well, so, so. <laughs> well, I have to say for the people, I got to put myself over. <laughs> put yourself over. <laughs> he's entertaining. I said it off the get. I said he's very funny. We all love Miro. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they offered if I want to uh, if I want to be involved in it. Yeah. So we looked into it, and it sounds like no brainer. It's it's a great concept. It's you know football. We all love football, but now as a fan, to be able to control, you know, to pick the play on the offense and a defense, and it happens right in front of you, real life in a real game. Yeah. It just brings kind of you know the Madden the video game play uh, with real life football, and I think it's a great concept. It's crazy. How much do you interact with the other uh, owners? Only when I yell at them. Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean the other owners? Yeah, of, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the opposite oh, team. Oh, no, 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 no. No, yeah. our, uh, we have we have great communication. Yeah. We have a group text. We have calls because we have to do weekly drafts. Okay. We got to think about who we're taking, who we're kicking out and all that. Yeah, I feel like you really have your hand in like a lot of different pots because I don't know that people understand that you're also a real estate mogul. 
you're just buying up properties. You're renting them out. Like you bust your ass. This is me putting over all of your things. I've got to talk about his accolades, guys. That's what we're doing. That's what the show is. Thank you. Thank you. It was about 2016, I think. And I figured out that, hey, these money that I'm making for wrestling are not going to be enough for the rest of my life. Yes. I got to figure something else. When did you start to like do the math on that when you were like, "Mm." I think it was about 15, 16 when I started calculating. I'm like, man, I know how people's careers are, how much money I'm making and how much life is left. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Right. Honestly. And I was so glad for the rude awakening because I found uh, rich dad, poor dad. The book, have you heard of it? No. Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. Fantastic book. He's okay. a great, he was an army veteran in Vietnam and then he came back and he started with buying one condo in Hawaii and then now he's a billionaire, you know, just wow. from real estate. So I started listening to his philosophy, you know, get out of the rat race and, you know, how to, how to kind of, you know, assets and, you know, all these kind of stuff. You get to get broken down and he's yeah. saying, you know, in America, nobody's teaching you financial education. No, not at all. They're teaching you go to school, get a job, yep. pay your taxes and blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. This is how they want you to slave, you know. Hustling, hustling, hustling. You're exhausted, you're tired, you're beat down. People are trying to buy houses, houses right away, but he's like, houses, you, this is not an asset. It's uh what is it? The other word? You're smarter than me when it comes to this. I couldn't asset, tell you. Uh, An asset. Uh, what is the inv- opposite of asset? Guys, anybody? What is the uh, liability. a li- liability? I was, was going to say that, and I was like, "There's you're no smart. way that's what it is." It's a liability <laughs> because it's not because you're paying every month. It doesn't bring you any. But people think, "Oh, house is asset," but it's not. Yeah. And he explains all these things. It's a free book. I highly recommend anybody go get it. There's the audio. There's a there's a written version. Read it and just, there's a game that you can make it a lot easier for you to understand. It's mm. called The Rat Race. Who put you onto this book? I just found it. Wow. So that's how, I, and I bought my first property. The same thing. I was listening. I bought my first property, cash for $85,000. I put $10,000 in it to renovate it, yes. Yeah. That was 2000 We're in Nashville, everybody, by the way. Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, now it's worth a lot more. How many properties do you own? 22. You guys, holy shit. Shit. Yeah. How long do you wait between each one to be like, all right, gonna snatch up oh, another I was one? Buying or like, every every pay per view paycheck at one point. Good for <laughs> you. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Because look, I like stuff. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I have my man cave. I have my video games. I have my Maseratis, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But that's nothing at the end of the day. You just, I need to buy something for the future. Yes. It's gonna bring me money. Yes. Because Robert Kiyosaki Make your says, money work for you. Put in $10,000 or whatever car payment, or if it's costing you this. Put in an investment that's going to return those money, yes. then buy the thing. Yes, 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 yes. So eventually when you pay this thing off, this thing is still going to keep bringing you money. I find it like for you to just have this like business mind to like make sure that you are doing life right is like really impressive. Do you think that comes from being on your own for so long and kind of having your back against the wall of like, I kind I have to be successful? I can't put it on me. I got to put it on God. He just smartened me up. A lot of things just come to my mind. Like that's what, I, like moving to LA, it just comes. Like a lot of these things, just boom. What happened out in LA? Uh, I got mad at work, you know, the usual stuff. And <laughs> Not Wendy's, like, a different one. Not Wendy's. No, the WWE work. Oh, WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. I moved in California the second time, not the first time. Oh, I meant the first time when you were out there as a, you were a taxi oh, driver, I moved there, right? Just, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. moved there to to make it because it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Everybody makes it in LA. And you came from Virginia. Why did you? You were in Virginia because of school. No, because of my job. Right. Got it. And then we drove cross country in a 1988 red Oldsmobile. 
Hell yes. Look at these stories you have. Are you going to write a book? I don't know. You're thinking about it. I don't it. remember a lot of the things. You, you're rattling no, stuff my, off to me pretty good right now. Once I get now. to WWE, so where the matches start, yeah, good thing for CJ. <laughs> okay. CJ knows, he, she knows, boom, boom, this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah, she actually does. I was literally just interviewing her right before this, and I was like, wow, she really has stuff like lined up. My brain doesn't work like that. John, John's like that. John can rattle off dates and buildings, and I'm like, Psst. I don't know what happened yesterday. Like, I don't know. I thought have a clue. I never worked in the, the forum in LA before. And, <laughs> and Tony Khan had to remind me and CJ that I worked Brock Lesnar there. I'm like, oh, well, well, that's cool. These things happen. Oh, it's my bad. God. It's bad. Yeah. Guys, yeah be these things happen. You got to read your books so you can have a better memory. Um, your time winding down with WWE, what was, what was that like last chunk like for you? The, the last story with Bob and uh, mm-hmm. Bob, Bobby. Bob. I love Bobby. He's a great guy. He is guy. the best. He's such a good guy. He's so sweet. I think the last year was just like a bunch of shit, I think. I think I wanted to leave and I think I went home and I, I think stayed there for a few months and they finally called me, I think, for that story to do with great promises. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I said, cool. It sounds, I mean, it sounds fantastic. This is what we want to do. Uh, CJ was okay with it and everything was great. And I said, great, let's do it. And then eventually that's not what happened. I yeah. didn't even make it to WrestleMania, oh, <laughs> but man. it's okay. I'm not mad. Yeah, happens. Sure, I was really sure. happy. You know, I was really happy when I got fired. I was, I was delighted. Because elated? Just, Were yeah, you elated? I was elated. Thank you for teaching me that word. <laughs> yeah. Elated. Thank you. Renee always taught me that word. I'm always going to give her credit for that. It's documented. It is documented. It's so funny. I was thinking about that when we were like doing this interview, thinking of that moment of you're like, I'm elated. What does elated mean? And I was like, oh, fuck, what does elated mean? And I'm like trying to like convey it to you on live television. That was great. It came through. <laughs> it did come through. It came through for us. It was too entertaining. Um, so you felt good. I kind of lashed out for about five seconds just mm-hmm. because the timing was was bad with sure. COVID and everything. Right. And my wife still being there and, you know, just I was concerned, you know. Yeah. Nobody knew it was the beginning of COVID. Yeah. But I was happy. I knew I knew I was going to be fine yeah. because I just knew I'm good. <laughs> Did you know right off the bat that like AEW was probably where you wanted to land? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I the wanted way- AEW in, in uh, New Japan for sure. Yeah. So there was never any kind of a lull of you being like, mm, do I still want to do this anymore? You were still like gung-ho, like I'm oh, sticking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love wrestling. Yeah. I love, absolutely love. As much as, you know, I want to do movies and I try to do that as well. Yeah. I just, professional wrestling is so much fun. There's nothing yeah. like it. And, and you can hear all these people like John Cena and all these guys that leave and they'll tell you it's just nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. The live audience, the feed, the love, the hate. You can get that from the camera. Yeah, no, it's so true. It really is one of those things I find like the the longer I'm like away from it, I'm like, mm, I kind of miss that like chaotic nonsense. Like you, you love it. And when you love it, you love it. I love the crowd. I love the experience being among and fighting and creating, especially. Yeah. Uh, but the backstage bullshit politics is just. <laughs> no, thank you. No, I know. Wouldn't it be so nice if you just like not have that involved? But, but is there politics in older life though? I think in everything. I think in absolutely everything. There's bullshit everywhere. There was something I was just going to ask you about the politics, wrestling. It was a good one too, and it just left my brain. Well, let's talk the acting side of things. What's going on with that? It seems like you, you know, you kind of stay busy. You were off TV for a little while out doing something, yeah? I was off TV because I couldn't get a spot in. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't get booked, brother. So the whole thing happened in between. I thought it was coming back. It didn't happen. didn't happen. And eventually, 
I got an audition. You know, I got auditions every now and again. And they liked me and they wanted to book me for this East New York show in, um, yeah. for, for CBS pilot. And oh. I was like, heck yeah. I was yeah. so, cause it was my first one. I've never done this before. And it's mm -hmm. not like, Hey man, can you help my cousin get into, sure. you know, I had an audition. I had boom and they called me and I was like, wow, really me? Yes. <laughs> I was really excited and I got a great experience. Got to live in, in Brooklyn for uh, for two weeks got to experience new york which was a great for me because mm -hmm. i used to hate new york oh my god but those bodegas those breakfast sandwiches oh are gosh. not to Everything be messed with just living there walking around everywhere mm -hmm. just living like a new yorker it was, it was there's great. nothing like that energy I, I can't do that forever but it was great for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> back to tennessee yeah, and uh, I just had another audition this morning. It was really cool for this uh, Western movie that oh. I really, really dig. Um, I still do my acting school. I go that every week with Leslie Kahn. But I think everybody should do that. Everybody should have a second and a third gig. Just because you're a professional wrestler, you know, from one or two days a week, you can't do anything. You can find other things to do and just other ways to, like, keep your brain engaged and keep yourself entertained, all those things. Um, I know what I was going to ask you. When you debuted in AEW, um, really quite the fashion choices. You were coming out loud and proud in like these bougie outfits. I did. What was like, what was going into that? Cause we never got to see that of you, of course, in WWE. And now we get this new man. Tony Khan wanted, you know, they called me with a spot to be the best man. You know, I wanted to just be a new persona. If this is what you want me to be, I can't come and be Rusev and be like, sure. Yeah. I'm going to play video games and I'm going <laughs> to fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, let's, uh, I think CJ, the hair was just incidental. CJ was dyeing her hair or something. And she was like, you want to do it? I'm like, uh, all right, why not? And then the clothes flew the day in because I don't know what happened with the clothes. And I wanted to look cool because I wanted to look just, just look different. And uh, I think I did. But it's a write-off. It's for TV. 100%. But also, you got to treat yourself sometimes. FanDuel has an all-new mobile gaming app. FanDuel Faceoff. FanDuel Faceoff is where you compete in quick, fun games against other real people for real cash. It is all sorts of games that you're familiar with, like a home run derby, Wheel of Fortune, puzzle and strategy games, with more on the way. Now, contests are action-packed and last between two to five minutes so that you can play on your couch, waiting in line, during a commercial break, wherever, and on your schedule. Plus, you can practice for free anytime. Now, whether it be head-to-head, -head, multiplayer, or larger tournaments, FanDuel Faceoff has something for you. Plus, in most contests, you're going to be matched against players of similar skill level so that you're never totally overmatched, even as a beginner. Faceoff is also tied to your FanDuel account and wallet, so you can easily use your daily fantasy funds or sportsbook winnings in the app. For me... I am a sucker forever and for always for a little Wheel of Fortune. I love me some Wheel of Fortune. So the fact that I can play this on my phone during my commercial breaks, during like, you know, ads that pop up during uh, all of our streaming products and whatnot. This is what I'm doing in my free time. 100%. It just got a huge upgrade. I was playing like boring games before and now I'm in it. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's connected to my existing FanDuel fantasy and sportsbook accounts. You guys can keep some tabs on me over there. So visit fanduel.com slash sessions face off to download the FanDuel face off app and get in the game. So just visit fanduel.com slash sessions face off. Age and location restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See www.fanduel.com slash face off terms for terms and conditions. Um, okay, so it's your wedding anniversary today. 
what's the plan? What's going to happen? Renee's podcast. <laughs> I had both of you in one day. It's a way to spend your anniversary. I didn't even get any flowers. I got no chocolates. I You're got nothing. So special. So special. Um, how, tell me like the love story of you guys. Cause I was talking to CJ earlier about how you guys got paired up wrestling wise. You got that story. I want the romance side from you. Everything started very innocent. You know, we were just paired. We were just working together. And I never wanted to to approach as a, a boyfriend, girlfriend. I never wanted to do that. One, because she's so hot and I knew my place type of deal. Like Your hot, flexible wife. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually she became. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be that guy. And I wanted to work, be work and all that. And, uh, but then we just started working together, started spending more time, started talking about the past. You know, she grew up in Latvia. I grew up in Bulgaria. A lot of the things are similar. She's traveled in Bulgaria. She knows how things are. She spoke Russian. I did too. So we just started making these connections. We started going to church together. You know, we connected with God as well. And, um, it was just, and it just happened. Eventually it just grew bigger and bigger. And we kissed. <laughs> and the rest was history. Yeah. But then we had to, you know, we had to keep it secret because it's NXT developmental. God, so what was that like for you guys? Especially working so closely together that I'm sure people already had jumped to conclusions. Were you trying to throw like some red herrings to like throw people off your scent? From the beginning, we were trying to be very careful. We were just, even when you were in a car, we would just text each other. I remember those good old days. It's kind of fun though, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess now when you look at it, sure. like, oh, we we're so bad. I know. Um, <laughs> especially when she's new. Right. And you know, the if something happens and you're new, you're just you're backballed done, and you're done. Done, done, done. yes. Uh, so we had to be very careful. And, and we were. And eventually a couple months in, I think Corey saw us and was trying to be like smart about it. But then eventually we got to the road, still nobody knew. Yeah. And eventually, who asked? He's like, hey, are you guys together? And I'm like, no. Or, you know, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to hit on her. I'm like, oh, okay, we're oh, together. No. We're together. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. Back it up. I admitted it and uh, everything went fine from there. But nobody cared on the road. No, but it is still that weird thing, like treading lightly and like still being professional and the job's still getting done. It's not getting in the way of things. Yeah, I remember like, I think John and I really thought no one knew we were together for a long time. And then... Everyone's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> it was not really news it's to not anybody. Even a big deal. No, and no one cares. No one cares. The um, engagement was a big deal. So what happened with that? Because shit hit the fan with that. So you guys are in like Storyland, where you're with Summer, she is with Dolph, and now TMZ has leaked that you guys got engaged. Shit hit the fan. K Fabe brother, what happened? I don't know. We just. We saw the post. Yeah. And uh, people thought that CJ did it, which he didn't. And we went to TV and... Did Vince flip his shit? Yeah, our story got canceled right away. Like immediately, I, I think I was supposed to win the IC title and do the wedding with, with, uh, with Summer. But they all got scrapped. And, uh, and I went to talk to Vince and I couldn't understand. Like, Vince, who cares? This is TMZ. Yes. He's like, no, they're like world news. They're like CNN. Oh, wow. Okay, Vince. Like, well, what can I argue with him? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's nothing you can really do. Um, that was some very fine work, though, between when you were with Summer and cutting these promos on Lana, which was some of the funniest shit. And I think that's when people maybe got a glimpse of like, oh, Miro's really funny. Like how much of that was like written? How much of that was you? 
some of the stuff was written, but yeah. like the cold fish Lana or uh, stupid woman cow, all these <laughs> things were, or throwing the fish behind there. Like yeah. all these things were just, Hey, things, oh it sounds my funny, God. Uh, but it was a funny storyline. I thought it, it was, was fun. And I thought it was supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. and I thought I played my role great. I was, I thought it was very, very. <laughs> funny. But also, it was very, it was so watched, and people, yeah. And you can go back and watch the numbers. It was so watched the storyline, and at the same time, some people will go and talk shit about it, which happens to every story. Of course, about. yeah. But I had great because Dolph is amazing. He's mm-hmm. a great worker and and a great friend of mine, and and Summer was great, and everybody played their role fantastic. Oh my god, that was such a funny, funny moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I loved I loved that storyline very very much. Yeah, and from there they find out that I'm a huge lover, so they gave me a lot more after. <laughs> He's a lover, everybody. Um, what is it like working so closely with your wife like that? Like through the ups, the downs, you really never. How do you get a break from being in the thick of like business and work all the time? So before we were on the road five days a week, after we go home Wednesday, I would go to my man cave, do mm-hmm. my thing, mm-hmm. and she would go and do whatever, like watch her movies or whatever. So we kind of have like a day break from each other. Yeah. And then and then another day after that, you have to leave. So you got to get your stuff back together. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a, a great benefit to me, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Because seeing how hard it is for these guys to leave their families and kids I behind know. to go on the road for five days. I know. Every week, it's not easy, man. Yeah. But I was such a lucky guy. Like, mm-hmm. I have my wife every night. We can have sex if you want. We can go. We can do whatever we want every night. I don't have yeah. to. Um, and I thought it was great. We worked out. We did everything together. It was, I had to drive, but I don't care. I love driving. So she had good time. She just had to hang <laughs> out so and do whatever too, she yeah. wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, just a great combo. She was, she was the one talking. I was listening. And uh, it was a great, great time. I have memories with John in just about every city in this country because we have been everywhere, whether it's going out to dinner somewhere or something happened at the arena or something in the show or whatever. Like, it's really a luxury to be able to travel with your partner like that and like make that work. And now we did this internationally. We got to see the whole world. I know everything. Just to see with with my wife. Oh my gosh, honestly. And and she loves traveling. When I was a kid, I wanted always the same thing. I always wanted to travel, but again, you know that. And now I get to do that and see the whole world. It's it's such a great experience. So how different is things in AEW for you? And what all do you want to do there? Who do you want to work with? What's the plan? Uh, well, I want to be world champion, of course. That's my number one goal. Always going to be. Well, it's, it belongs to somebody else right now. Maybe just calm down. Let's just not start there. <laughs> uh, but no, he's putting some weight on it. In the beginning, I said that the, the world title that he has, that John mm-hmm. has, yeah. has no weight. But now he's putting weight behind oh, him good. because he's beating some good people. He's getting good matches. Yeah. So good for him. But yeah, eventually it's going to happen. I have, you know, three more years or whatnot. And yeah. I know it's going to happen. I know I'm good. I know I'm just as good as everybody else there that's been champion. I'm bigger, stronger, faster, better looking. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to happen. It's just about aligning the perfect things in the perfect timing. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I want to work your your husband for sure. Because I just never had the opportunity. We did yeah, a couple you guys of house never shows. Really, yeah, you did some house shows and stuff together. Yeah, but, but, not, but now it's different. Also, AEW, just the style is different. Yeah, I'm right. I'm sure you notice this with his style. And and that's the cool thing. The AEW has different styles. Yeah. That's why I love AEW. Is there a different style you'd like to work in? No, I work my style. I just beat people up. You won't <laughs> see me hold to hold, brother. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to see fists and kicks and punches. Yeah. And, few throws every now and again you got super shredded too what went into that you're like body morphed 
I'm trying. I'm trying. It's just a struggle every day. It's not a struggle. I love it. I love working out. That's yeah. my favorite thing. Especially here in Nashville, the Redcon gym. Mm. It's not like a commercial or anything. It's my favorite gym I've been to. It's unbelievable. They took this gym and it made it some so, so freaking great. Uh, but it's all about diet. And Ugh, how, that make, that like breaks my heart hearing that. I'll hit the gym all day, every day. And it's like, well, yeah, but maybe don't eat well, the fries. Cook, don't you? Yeah. Well, you can make great food. I know, but sometimes I just want to like add butter and cream. Well, sometimes it's okay to add butter and cream. My man. <laughs> there he is. But yeah, it's about finding what foods do you like to eat and make him uh, somewhat healthier or healthy for mm -hmm. you. Because you have to like what you eat. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work out otherwise. But, and also, what helped is not being on the road 300 days a year. How much better do you feel just having, like, you have time to think and to be a person. Like, it's just so It's much different. Better. Just listening to Shamey and all these guys that are there. You still talk to those guys oh, a course. lot? Yeah. Well, Shamey mostly because, I mean, he Here. lives down the yeah. street. Him and his brood of dogs. Yeah. Just knowing that he's four or five days on the road. It's just, yeah. It's too much. I don't want to do that, especially right now, knowing that, you know, eventually I want to do something else. I want yeah. to work towards that. What does that look like to you doing something else? Like being on the other side of this? I mean, your, your, your lifestyle has obviously been able to drastically change with this new contract working with AEW, but even on the other side of that, what does that look like for you? I don't know. I think after this contract, I thought I was, I was going to be done, but I can go more. It depends because I feel great. I feel my body's getting better and better. It's not hurting, especially now with working, like I said, just having a match once a week. Your body can go so much longer. Yes, yeah. And uh, Do you ever feel like you get out of a groove by not wrestling as much? I was so afraid of that. Yeah. But my wife always got to remind me, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll yeah. go have some tune-ups in California. I have a school there, Knox Pro. It's not mine, but I go help the kids. So every now and again, I'll text somebody, hey, come get beat up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come take my finisher, please. Yeah. And they'll come and I'll beat them up for 20, 30, 40 minutes for a week. And I'll get my tuning. I'll get my range. I'll get my stiffness back. But also AW is cool because none of these guys that I'm working now, I've worked ever before. Right. And everything happens just one time. You know, it's not like you have yes, house Yes, you're shows. not going to be doing a story and repeat it again yes. and repeat, repeat. Everything happens yeah. right then and right then. It's, and it's, I love that. I love that challenge. Who do you really have your eye on there in terms of some of, like, the younger talent that you guys have? Man, there's so many great guys. So many. So many great guys. And there's just talent. So many talent. I really love Takeshita. I just watched him fight uh, your husband. Yeah. And I watched him, Eddie. And I was like, man, this guy is Look really at him good. go. Yeah. He's got, he's got great basics. And he just moves so good i really love him i would like to fight him as well mm -hmm. uh of course i want to fight kenny when he comes back because he's like a crazy guy out there that i want to see what his style is mm -hmm. uh john like i said because i just want to get him now because it's his element now yeah. before you like it's like nah. yeah but now it's whatever he wants that's what he can do so that's what i want to do with him I mean, Sting, it's always going to be a good Who saw that coming, huh? Just Sting showing up, being awesome, like having great matches, great moments, like holy shit. Good for him, but he's, yeah. a, he's another great guy. He's in great shape. Yeah. Uh, he's a big Christian guy, and I love Sting. He's such a, such a cool guy, but I still like to beat him up. Yeah, of course. But he can still be a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, but let him have some. Yeah, and... Um, Darby Allen, another guy I already fought, but I would love, always don't have another one with him. But who are, I mean, so many guys. There's I can so go many, the list, yeah. I can keep going, but I know that the number 10 from the Dark Order has been itching for one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he wants to get one, we can do that. Okay. 
Um, yeah, you name them, I'm ready. <laughs> Hell yes. As long as there's some something behind it. A little story, you something, mean? Yeah. You did this and I was like, you want more money? No, I already got a lot of money. <laughs> I need substance. Uh, all right. Well, I just got the uh, the cue that we hit our time limit. Not our time limit, but I was going to wrap up anyways. I thought it was like when you want to say, okay, this guy sucks. Okay, this guy. Wrap it off. up. Do one of I, these. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting this. Wrap it up. Um, dude, I'm so glad that we got to just hang out. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. It was so much fun, the, the session. The set, you can still call it the oral sessions. I'm not mad at that. But I don't want to for the OGs. For the OGs. For the OGs. For the, day for the OG OSs out there, they know <laughs> what up. Um, I'm gonna let you get back to your anniversary because I feel like I've Thank taken you. up ample amount of your entire family's time today, and you guys can go get it on now. We already did earlier. Good for you. Well, we'll get another one. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes you get to double up. Um, Miro, he's rich and he's living a very nice. Um, Life and he's got hot flexible wife. Got hot flexible wife. (laughs) The American dream, baby, is alive. (laughs) Spectacular! You are living the American dream, like quite literally. Everybody can do that. Spectacular. Thank you to Miro for hanging out with me on this episode. And thank you to Foot Locker for hosting us and uh, letting us kind of hang out with a really cool shoe platform behind us. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, if you want to see some shoes, if you want to check them out, um, that's uh, all going to be up on the YouTube page, of course. And just see Miro and I hanging out, just two pals having a hang. Um, check out my YouTube. The Just search my name over there. Renee Paquette. It is all there. Subscribe, like. We've got so much content that we're putting out there. Also, just with like the vlog side of things. So we did actually record some stuff while we were out in Nashville. Do we want more like vloggy things? Um, just to break out of it only being the interviews? You guys tell me. Hit me up. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. That's where I'm usually kind of the most active. So hit me up over there. All right, guys, I'll catch you later. This has been The Sessions. <laughs>